Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. Hello, welcome back. This is part two of what I decided to call the Twilight Zone. Uh, So I was speaking in the previous episode about, or excuse me, I guess I should say in uh, part one of of the Twilight Zone, um, I was speaking about a very kind of critical or or poignant um, experience that I had had in my previous marriage and with my previous uh, in-laws that that I felt like was a a preface to what I was going to end up going through then um, when I did finally work up the the courage uh, to divorce uh, him and and try to separate myself uh, from that family. Um, Now, there's so much. Goodness, there's so much I want to say. Um, so I, so I will say that that part of that lead-in was to then bring you to something that I'm dealing with that actually um, kind of it reared its ugly head. All of this, all of this past stuff, kind of reared its ugly head this week um, when I've been dealing with um, certain um, contention, if you will, uh, between myself and a couple of my daughters. Um, so my. Uh, my oldest uh, daughter that is so she she is the one from the previous story that um, was uh, made to feel uncomfortable she is now 14 and she's about as uh, beautiful and wonderful and talented and and um whatever you want to say about you know about a 14 year old girl vibrant um, and she's also dealing with a lot of the same things that you would expect a, a 14-year-old girl to be uh, dealing with, you know, uh, trying to make friends and wanting to be noticed by boys, but also scared of boys and trying to, you know, look look cool and, and uh, you know, but uh, but no, I'm not, I'm not trying to look cool, you know. It's like, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> all, all high school kids are trying to look cool. Come on. I, I was there. <laughs> I remember. I remember being 14. Um, anywho, uh, so <laughs> so one of the things that um, happened was so she she has been doing dance for years. And that was something that started when she was just a little tyke. And, you know, there was, you know, year uh, – however many years you know here and there that uh, she wasn't doing dance but then it really got kicked into full gear when um i uh split from her dad and uh during the time when i so i i was forced to move out of state and so i was having my kids fly to visit me um fly for visits and uh so during that time that we were essentially uh, separated you know I tried to not let more than two months uh, at a time go by before I uh, would see my kids again but anyway that was the lowest time of my life during during those years um you know being separated from your kids is as a mother is one of the worst things um that you can experience. And um, 
I uh, and especially with you know my kids calling me and doing video chat, which I was grateful to be able to do video chat and to uh, talk with them and uh, to be able to do it at all, let alone as much as I did. But uh, my my oldest daughter, she was um, she would frequently be upset and would just you know be missing me and wanting to be with me and um you know and I'd be trying to help her to you know stay calm and try to you know assure her that I was doing everything I possibly could to uh work with uh um, her her dad and the court system and you know to get them to get them uh, with me but it was hard he he was he and his family were fighting me tooth and nail they didn't even want the kids to visit me or talk to me um they didn't want them um even acknowledging that they had a mother um it was pretty sick the whole the whole situation was was pretty sick even my youngest daughter i remember her saying to me something about uh when she was at school and they were doing something for mother's day and she said Oh, someone said that I could use their mom because I didn't have a mom. And, and, and she, and I'm like, this kid thinks she doesn't have a mom, you know, like how, how pathetic is this? And of course I blamed myself for all of it, but I, I knew that the Lord was working something out for us. Um, he, he, he had put me, uh, on a path that I couldn't deviate from and I needed to trust his timing and trust his ways. And, uh, it was hard. It was hard. Like I said, that's, that's a whole nother episode or two about that, about how I even got into that situation. But like I said, their dad and his family were making it even worse, um, than it, than it even needed to be. And, um, and so my my oldest daughter but but the only thing okay so she so she was being treated like like she shouldn't want to talk to me or 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 be with me um she there was a lot of other things that were going on in the home um with him and uh and he was essentially having his um mother and and sister uh take care of um my kids he would be holed up in his room for for days weeks at a time um just he wasn't working i I can think of maybe maybe it was a total of a year out of the past however many years now it's been that he actually was working. Um, and even then, I think it was just a, a part-time thing. I don't even think it was full-time. But anyway, that's a whole nother, a whole nother issue. But basically, my, my oldest daughter, essentially what happened was because I removed myself from the situation. I, I truly believed that their dad hated me, that his family hated me. Um, I felt like he wanted to make me miserable and make me as miserable as he seemed to be with me. And I thought, I really truly believed that he loved his children and that his family loved his children. And and so I thought if I just remove myself from the situation and then we just kind of split our time with the kids evenly because I'm having to work and I think he ought to have to work. And so I just felt like if I don't get, you know, I want to be able to enjoy my time with my kids. I want to have them as much as I can, but I can't have them all the time because I have to work. Someone has to work, right? And basically, since I was gone, well, okay, now now who's going to be his focal point, right? Who's going to get the verbal abuse? Who's going to get the emotional and psychological abuse by him and his family? Well, that went to my oldest daughter, not my oldest child. My son is in this sacred position. The, the, the males in that family are, are treated like gold, okay? 
But the females are kind of like, you're just expected to just do whatever. You're basically a slave kind of a thing, right? Anyway, uh, so my my oldest daughter was absolutely expected to grow up way quicker uh, than than she should have. She was, I want to say, seven when he and I split up. That was very young. Um, but she was put into this position where she was expected to take care of her younger sisters. Um, these kids were left to their own devices quite a lot, um, expected to get themselves uh, to the school bus um, on their own, things like that, make their own breakfast, lunch, all, all of these kinds of things that, that happened. You know, there were times here and there that, that they were, you know, being taken care of, but but there was quite a lot of time where they really were not. And that was extremely difficult for me to know what was happening because she was telling me what was happening. Now she's she's been put in this awful position, okay? And and I felt terrible because I felt like, well, it's my fault because I removed myself. I was the one that was the target, and now because I removed myself, now I essentially put my daughter in this position where now she's the target. And that was really difficult to accept. That was, that made me feel really, really awful, okay, for lack of a better word. It was. It was awful. And I remember, I remember at different times, you know, praying to the Lord because I, I knew he wanted me to divorce him. I know he had told me to and he told me when and, 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 I, and, I, and I had to just go through with it. I had to follow through. But when these kinds of things would come up, I would doubt and I would go to the Lord and I would say, you know, why are my kids having to suffer? Like, I, this is not what I wanted. Like, why are we in this situation? What can I do? Should I try to, you know, I didn't, I, it was early on that I entertained the idea of getting back together with him just, but, but I, but I didn't, but eventually it was kind of like, okay, well, that's not an option. I know that's not an option. But what do I do now? How how do I reconcile this? I, I, I put my kids in this situation, right? They were all dealing with stuff, right? It wasn't just my oldest daughter. But they were all dealing with things. His 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 anger and his, you know, depressive um and and depression and anxiety and and, and I think he might even be bipolar. There's just a lot of things that that were happening that just got worse. And my kids were and and his family members were getting it too. I know they were, but my kids were really getting, especially when they were home alone with him. And they they would frequently be scared, and they'd call me, and ugh, it was just awful. Anyway, I was told that my daughter, if I did not split from from her dad when I did, and stay away from him that she was going to grow up and end up in the exact same marriage. She was going to end up marrying the exact same kind of person. And that was all that I needed to hear. And that is something that I have held to over the years as these things continue to come up, as I would continue to feel guilty, as I would continue to wonder if I'd made the right decision, I would be reminded, you are doing this because you are saving your daughter's future. And... That is the kind of message you only get through the Holy Ghost, that you only get when you are trying to 
stay on the straight and narrow, stay close to the Lord, listen to him, follow. You know, when when I'm left to my own devices, when I do whatever I think I should do, I'm wrong. I mean, I'm telling you, I I'm I'm wrong, but when I but when I'm careful and I'm prayerful, the Lord does not lead me astray. Even if things get hard, even when things seem scary, even when things seem like they're getting worse, I can hold on to that and I can hold on to that answer that I got and say, I know that this is what he wanted me to do, not just for me, but for my children. And we will make it out of this. We will get out of this twilight zone. We will get out of this hole, this pit. We will make it out of this. We will win the war. We may lose battles, but we will win the war. Now, this week has been a little rough because... Oh, sorry. I I totally got sidetracked there. The the point that I wanted to make about her doing dance was that that was the one thing that he and his family um, actually were kind to her about and encouraged her to do. She's very talented at dance. And so as as negative as they would be toward her, uh, that was the one positive was that they 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 took her to dance. They paid for her to do dance. They encouraged her to do dance. And and for some reason, that was something that they allowed for her and, 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 and actually really, truly encouraged her to do. And not just her, but, you know, her younger sisters that wanted to participate in it, too. They provided that for them, too. But for some reason, my oldest daughter, that was her thing, right? It was dance. And so when I when, – when, when through – the years of fasting and prayer and and knowing that my faith would move mountains i uh, another episode i will explain about what finally happened for me to be able to get my children uh living with me that was one thing i i think that was the only thing that he and his parents made it a point to say to my kids and to me are you going to have her do dance? And then when I did get her in dance, I did right away. We found a studio and got her involved in dance. Oh, well, thank heaven. She's doing dance. I'm so glad your mom is facilitating you doing dance. That was another uh, gaslight that they were doing was they were telling the kids and telling other people that I didn't support my, my kids doing dance or doing anything extracurricular. I, I still to this day have no clue where they got that from. I don't recall ever saying anything even remotely like that. The only thing I can think of is that they were using extracurriculars and all kinds of things to load the kids' schedules to try and act like that was why they couldn't see me and spend time with me. And uh, even if I came into town, it was like, well, they've got all these things they got to do. You got to take them to go do these things. It's like, no, no, no. I came into town. I'm only here for a week. I'm going to spend time with my kids. They can miss scouts <laughs> whatever all else they can miss these things and spend time with their mom who they never see right no 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 that because because seeing me didn't matter it was all these other things right and and i and for the longest time i just didn't get it i didn't understand it's another one of those twilight zone things right and you can't ask them right because because to them it's it's oh well they got to do this right well now my daughter uh, has continued to do dance, and um, but there has always been this kind of 
oh, God, how, how, do, how do I explain it? There's always been this undertone. Yeah, that's the word I want to use. There's always been this undertone about it where she almost she almost doesn't seem to want to do it. She almost seems like she's feels obligated, almost like she feels forced. Like this is just something that she just does. And and it and it's hard because sometimes it, it felt like, "Oh, okay, well she's just really serious about it or or the or the way she would act almost desperate about needing to be doing dance all the time. I thought, okay, well, I guess she just has a passion for it, right? And, and I mean, she dances on her own, too. It's not just with uh, dance classes, but, but, um, but still, there just still seemed to be something about it that was off. And finally, this week... Um, so she actually, instead of doing uh, studio dance this past school year, she's doing something called POM, which my understanding is it's not cheerleading because cheerleading is more tricks and um, formations and things versus POM is more dance and, and fewer tricks and stuff. So anyway, it was a new thing for me this year, but still still just as expensive as dance, still just as time consuming, still just as much drama, still <laughs> just as much, uh, you know, almost, almost too high of an expectation put on these girls. Um, you know, her, her, she was, uh, she, th- this is a kid who is a uh, straight A student and, you know, would flip out if she got a, a B. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, I, I was afraid. I was afraid of her doing this, but, I, but she really wanted to do it. And I just was like, okay, but you know, you got to remember, you know, it's hard because like they, the, the, the Palm organization, they think that that comes first, right? <laughs> but it's like, no, 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 I'm pretty sure school does pretty sure your grades do. If this is getting in the way of your grades, then, uh, you know, that's not good. Anyway, um, just a, a lot has happened over the year. And so I really was, and in the end, she, kind of was telling me well she always seemed miserable she always seemed in a bad mood every time I'd pick her up from her practices she would do the uh, sideline things at the sports games she admitted she never liked doing those um they got to do two competitions was all they got to do and and that was actually doing dance but but I know that was super stressful for her anyway like I said she just never seemed that happy and so I was really looking forward to the season ending and getting a break from all of it, and especially her getting a break from all of it. And she was, like, ready to sign back up to do because 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 they'll have auditions and they'll do a new palm uh season will start up before the school year is even over they'll be doing stuff all summer long and then all through next school year and so I'm just like no I don't know if I can take this I wanted her to get a break it was like a week it was like a week before they were going to be holding some clinic and doing you know getting ready for auditions and I was just like oh my gosh we got no break and I was just like I thought you had said you didn't want to do this. Like, really, like, I talked with her at length more than once. And it was like, okay, yeah, we're not going to do Palm again. Like, that is just not, not your thing, okay? Not that she isn't amazing at it, okay? But I could tell she just didn't want the downtime of not being involved in something. And so I just was like, okay, well, let's let's consider doing doing a, if you know, fine. We ended up 
leaving the previous studio that we were at and I wasn't crazy about going back to that one. It was quite far and and uh, one of them and there was a studio uh, actually super close to our house. I was like, well, let's just consider this one so that I'm not having to drive so far. And they, they actually incidentally could even just walk. Um, I say they because uh, a couple of my other daughters were wanting to maybe do it too. Anyway, so I just said, well, let's go check out the studio. Well, she seemed to perk up. She seemed to actually be happy because when she was talking about doing Palm again, she did not seem happy. She seemed very resigned and depressed. And I'm just like, I just I can't take this. I can't let you do this to yourself. Right. I'm I'm your mom. I'm telling you this does not see, feel like a good idea. Uh, so, so I said, well, let's go check out this dance studio. Well, then she perked up and I was like, okay, great. Let's go check out this studio. Well, we talked to them. They said, I'm sure you can go check out other studios. And I said, well, I'd be willing to give this studio a try. You know, they kind of sold us on the place, but she said, check out our videos. They had, you know, they had stuff on social media. And I said, okay. So I I told my daughter, well, let's consider this. I'm going to talk about it with, with your stepdad. You know, of course these things aren't cheap. So I needed to talk to him about, about the cost and everything. Right. And uh, and I wanted her to do her research and and just see how she felt about about the studio and if she really did want to try it out. Well, it really didn't feel like she actually looked into it. She when I when she asked, so am I going to, you know, start because we knew that there was going to be a class happening the very next day. And she said, oh, can I go do that class? And I said, well, do you even know if you want to do this studio? Like, like, what is it about that class that you want to take? What is it about the studio? You know, I wanted her to check out their Instagram page and look at their videos and things. And, you know, anyway, she hadn't done any of that. She just wanted to go. And I was like, okay, well, I still need to talk to your stepdad. We still need to discuss, you know, the financial side of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, please talk to him. Talk, talk to him tonight. You know, she's, she's very anxious, right? So I talked to him and, uh, you know, understandably, he was like, okay, well, you know, maybe we can consider doing something where we we pay for one or two classes a month. Maybe she earns the money somehow to, you know, and we have ways for her to earn money here in our home. We we have a, a family entrepreneurship chart that we do. It's pre- It's been pretty cool. And so the kids can, it's not like they get an allowance and then they do, and then they're expected to do chores. And I'm getting on, I'm saying, well, you already got your allowance. Now you need to do your chores. I didn't want to do that. I wanted them to basically do like a regular job where they they say, well, I'm, I want to do these chores, right? So they'll do a chore and then they can mark that they did the chore and then I pay them when the week is and is ended. So who and they, you know, so it's it's divvied out and people can say, well, I'm, I'm going to do this one today. And, you know, and then and so then we're not locked into a certain amount. And if they want to do chores, great. If they don't want to do chores and don't want to earn money, fine. You know, and it's very much in, the balls in their court. So anyway, so when I say opportunity to earn money here at home, you know, but obviously she could do stuff outside of the home, too. She could walk dogs. She could babysit. She could do all kinds of stuff. She's 14. Um, so, you know, just basically saying, well, you know, if you want to take more than than a class or two then we need to talk about you figuring out how to earn the money we'll work with you on it uh, to pay for any additional classes she was not happy about that and I was surprised I really thought she would be okay with that idea she was not okay with it and I honestly I think some of this is um you know her age I think maybe she you know could be influenced from friends I definitely think this is coming from a place where she's 
learning things on social media and, and, and all of that. She, she does have a cell phone, unfortunately. So, um, you know, we had gotten the kids their cell phones um, before they were living with us so that I had a way to reach them so I didn't have to do it through their, uh, their dad or his family. I could reach them each directly. So we had provided them with cell phones and cell phone plans, and we wanted them to be able to reach me when they needed to and me reach them and that they could, I don't know, reach out to anyone that they needed to in an emergency, what, you know, when they were um, – in, in the uh, not with me and, and with him because they were in a different state. But anyway, so I, I digress. So basically, she wasn't happy about that. It it, it seemed very odd to me. I, I felt frustrated because my my feeling was this isn't unreasonable. You know, I, I didn't have things like this provided to me when I was 14. And I got a job as soon as I, I babysat up until I could get a a regular W-2 job uh, once I was old enough. You know, I did all of these things in order to earn my own money. And, uh, you know, not that I had never got an allowance, but, you know, I, I just, I, I didn't have things provided to me. My parents didn't do that. And that's okay, right? I'm not angry about that, but I feel like, well, if I'm going to do that for my kids, they sure as heck ought to be grateful for it. But it just doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like they're grateful for that kind of thing. I had to pay for my own cell phone, but she's not having to pay for her own cell phone. And so I'm saying these things to her. I'm just like, well, hang on. You're acting like I'm being unfair, but look at what all we're paying for for you. Things that I didn't get paid for when I was a kid. No one provided braces for me. You you have braces being provided for you. You know, I had to pay for my own cell phone. You have a cell phone being provided for you. Uh, we, We provide you opportunities to make good money doing chores and babysitting just here in our home. You don't even have to leave our home. I mean, I just feel like I'm I'm trying to – I'm trying to do a good job. Oh, I'm trying so hard. And yet I feel like I'm fighting and fighting and fighting, okay? And uh, like I said, this just seemed odd. The whole thing just seemed odd coming from her and the whole situation and everything surrounding dance. And so I'm – I'm frustrated and I'm and I'm praying and I'm praying praying and I'm praying. And finally I have this epiphany. The Lord gave me this priceless knowledge. Okay. He showed me that for my for my particular daughter, what dance means to her is it's kind of like a lifeline. It's almost like a it's almost like a drug. That was the one positive that she had before her, her, you know, coming to live with me. And I think that became her identity. And that was something that, uh, you know, her, her father and his family, I, I, think, I think the reason why they supported her doing that and were so positive about it was because it, it made them look good. It was one of those things where it's like, we don't want anybody to know our secrets and, and what happens, the, the ugly truth about what happens at home. But if we can put on this facade and look wonderful at church and look so great because my daughter and granddaughter and my niece are is in dance and look at how beautiful she is and how talented she is. And so then so then it's a selfish thing on their part that they that they want her to be doing that because that makes them look good. Okay, so it really wasn't even about her. I'm convinced of that, that for their part, it wasn't even about her. And who knows, right? Maybe we'll never know if that if dance would have actually been been a boon for her. Because I think right now it has turned into something that is kind of like a sick obsession where maybe she either they made her not truly enjoy it 
Or maybe she truly just doesn't enjoy it and feels like she has to, like it, because it became a part of her identity. And and, and also, I will say, when, when kids are, are split between two homes and split between two families, even if the one home and family was abusive, it's it's like a, a I, f- I forget the term, but but they still have in in they still have endearing feelings. They still have love for those people, right? I know that she still loves her dad and loves her dad's family, right? Even if she feels angry with them sometimes, even if if she has poor memories, she still loves them. They're still a part of her, and so this idea of moving away from them and and not seeing them and not associating with them but having dance still feels like having a tie to them and it just hit me like a ton of bricks this 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 psychological connection for her and i realized that i had my own experience with her dad and his family and the things that they would decide were okay about me. But it was because it made them look good. It, he he supported me. I couldn't spend money on anything. But he would buy uh, attractive work clothes for me to wear when I was working and he wasn't working. Because it made him look good. I wasn't allowed to go out shopping. But he could shop for me and he would pick these clothes. And some of them were a little, you know, maybe maybe not totally appropriate for a workplace, you know. But it's because it made him look good. He had this sexy wife that was his sugar mama that made him look and feel good. It didn't matter how he was making me feel. How I felt didn't matter. And how my kids felt didn't matter. Anyway, these are the kind of dynamics that we have to deal with. Even though my divorce is long over, even though my kids have been living with me full time for almost two years now, it's been two full school years, but it's been almost two calendar years. Um, We still have so much to heal from. So many barriers to break down. I think I, and and now I'm trying to be prayerful and say, how can I help her to, how can I help my daughter to identify what really is going on with dance? What it really means to her? Does she really truly enjoy it or not? Could she maybe try a different sport? You know, I, when I was, when I was praying and I was thinking about all this and I just, you know, in her back, she's been starting to have this like scoliosis thing kind of going on with her back. She's been to a, a physical therapist a number of times. Her legs were kind of shown as being two different lengths, but she got an adjustment and they were doing regular physical therapy with her. And so then they got her where she was looking great again. But that started to happen again. She hasn't been to the physical therapist in a long time, a long time, in a few months. Um, and And now her back's starting to look bad again. And so I'm just like, okay, maybe this is a sign that she needs to stop doing dance, maybe just temporarily or maybe altogether. And I had this image of her swimming laps in a pool. And I was like, this is a girl who's so active, wants to stay active, wants to stay in shape, wants to look good, wants to be healthy. 
and and you know swimming laps would be a great thing for her to do uh you know i would love to figure out a way for her to be able to do that maybe maybe swimming could be her thing you know i just don't know i don't want to force anything on her you know she's been through so much she's had so much forced on her and i don't want to continue doing that to her but i want but i've got to be able to break down these barriers somehow right and i know i know how to do it i know that it's possible through the lord i know that I have found healing through the Lord. I know that my kids have already found healing. Yes, we still have things that come up, triggers and issues and disputes and all, you know, all kinds of stuff, right? There's so many, so many episodes I could do explaining all this, but I know that through the Lord we'll get through it. And one of the things that I've been able to use over the years to help there's many different forms of therapy, okay? And 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 that's another episode I can talk about all the different forms of therapy that I've tried that I'm aware of, um, stuff that works, stuff that doesn't. Um, but I do know that there is help out there for anyone, for any situation. And that the Lord, our our God is a God of miracles. So nothing is impossible. I know that nothing is impossible. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what someone else has done to you. It doesn't matter about your childhood. It doesn't matter any of that. You you are able to find healing and hope and, and, a, and a bright, amazing future through the power and atonement of Jesus Christ. And I don't have time to explain it all right now, but I will. I will get to it. So stick with me. Keep listening. And we will get there and you will find answers either through me or through inspiration that you get after listening to what I have to say. You will be prayerful. Uh, The Lord will guide you and you will find answers. You will receive inspiration. You will get there and you will be better than ever. I promise you.